It was the taste of metal wiped clean with gun oil. It was the taste of horror, of death. Colin's teeth bit instinctively into the gun's barrel and he closed his eyes against the coming blast. In the brief instant before it came, his mind replayed the events leading up to this crisis. In vivid slow motion, he was afforded the opportunity to regret a million moments that he could have rewritten to prevent what was about to happen. Pernicious fog, heavy with the moisture from the warm river, shrouded the old brick buildings, casting gloom on their normally cheerful wooden signs. Colin Ford rolled slowly down King Street under the hazy yellow light of ancient lampposts in his pewter Toyota 4Runner. He might have been any young man in any American city, but Colin wasn't just any young professional, and the capital of the United States wasn't just any city. Colin was an agent in the Secret Service. Unlike with many of his young counterparts, money was of little concern to Colin. He had a substantial trust fund, but that was something he neither relied upon nor talked about. His concern, rather, was one of distinction. Colin had no desire to outdo his father in business, even if he could. As well off as the Fords were, Colin's father had taught him from an early age that while wealth could be beneficial for certain things, it wasn't something to strive for. So instead, Colin had set his sights on rising in the ranks of the service and surpassing what even his ambitious father had accomplished before he left the same service to develop a high-tech business. Colin found a spot for his truck on a side street, got out, and walked up the brick sidewalk to a place called Harpoon Alley. He slipped through the door into where it was warm and dry, and dodged his way through the throng. He ordered a Coke from the bartender, and greeted his friends with a timid smile. You're late, Lou said, looking pointedly at his Rolex. Lou was tall, handsome, and blonde, a former college swimmer. Colin was his opposite, in looks as well as demeanor. Lou was the kind of guy who introduced himself to strangers with total ease. Colin, while singularly intelligent, was reserved, average in height and build, and dark-haired, with hazel eyes. One of my kids needed a ride home, he said with a shrug. Your kids? asked Alan, a preppy-looking lawyer with stylish glasses who was better acquainted with Lou than with Colin. This guy is like the original saint, Lou replied, taking a swig of beer. Instead of using his trust fund to travel Europe in style, he buys uniforms for a kid's basketball league. Like handicapped kids or something, Alan inquired, blinking behind his glasses. Colin took a drink of the Coke that had just arrived in a pint glass. They're at-risk kids, he explained. We just won the city league championship for 10- and 11-year-olds. Hey, that's great, Lou said. It calls for a real drink, by God. Lou signaled the bartender for another round. He pointed to Colin and told the bartender, And make his a pint of Foster's. It wasn't long before Colin had two pints under his belt and was working on his third. He was demonstrating his zone strategy with balled-up cocktail napkins on the bar when he caught sight of a familiar face across the bar. He stopped speaking in mid-sentence. Lou followed his gaze and emitted a low whistle. Wow, he said. That's her, Colin heard himself say. He was suddenly and acutely aware that he was wearing his old blazer rather than the new double-breasted Italian one his father had given him at Christmas, and that he'd forgotten to brush his teeth before he came out. Who? Lou asked. 
the girl I told you about, the one I see in my coffee shop. She's incredible, Lou said. Alan nodded appreciatively and uttered his concurrence. Her hair was black and straight, and her eyes a striking incandescent yellow. They were almost feline and hinted of Asia. But her high cheeks, thick red lips, and long straight nose were more reminiscent of the Mediterranean. Her skin was bronze, and her tall, striking figure was snugly ensconced in a cashmere turtleneck and pleated black slacks. She had taken the one empty stool on the opposite side of the bar and ordered a drink. She was alone, and while nearly all eyes were on her, she seemed unaware. There was something delicately innocent about her. Lou knew in an instant why she had been the first woman in over a year to distract Colin from 